Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. And it's another Hot Takes Wednesday, but with a slightly different lineup this time, and not a big lineup change like last month. Um, but we've got Hannah on today. Hannah, for a first Hot Takes Wednesday. Hannah, how are you feeling about it? I am feeling so ready for some hot takes. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about this one. Are, are you are you ready to insult people, insult their opinions, insult me? <laughs> I'm going to try not to, but if I disagree with something, I'm going to be open about that. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. This is a haven of openness, and we all that's what we're here for. We're here to be open with each other and then abuse each other on social media afterwards. Um, my name is Kieran. <laughs> Completely forgot to tell everyone that. Um, but yeah. Shall we get cracking with our first hot take? Let's do it. Perfect. So hot take number one, McLaren will win both championships after Lewis retires. And I will repeat this for effect because I think it's baffling. <laughs> McLaren will win both championships after Lewis Hamilton retires. Now, Hannah, where would you like to start with that one? Well, it's interesting because it's assuming a lot of things. It's kind of, okay, McLaren will win both championships after Lewis retires. So with this hot take, they're kind of saying once Lewis retires, McLaren will be at championship level, which they're not at right now. Um, but then you could also see it as, well, Norris and Piastri, in my opinion, are set to be one of the strongest pairings on the grid. So even if they are still kind of a third, fourth place team, Will them being a really strong pairing actually bring McLaren up to be one or two? It's kind of a difficult one to pin down because it you need a lot of things to happen in order for this to come true. But I don't know. What do you think? I I, I saw I saw this take as I was putting it in because I had to just double check that everything was working, and I thought it was one of the most baffling ones I've seen. <laughs> because it, it seems to have the incredible ability to ignore literally everything that's happening in Formula One at the moment. Because it's implying that Lewis is currently winning everything. It's implying that Mercedes are currently winning everything. It's ignoring that Red Bull are clear at the moment before this season starts. It's ignoring that Ferrari and Alpine are clearly ahead of um, McLaren. And it's also ignoring the fact that I think McLaren might have a... Like, even they seem to think this season's going to be difficult. They they seem to be expecting a rough start to this year. And obviously, a lot of things can change. But, even like, McLaren's fight, I believe, will be with Aston Martin this year. I don't think they'll be touching Alpine, never mind the top three. And I, I just I just don't... It feels like someone thought, I've got to come up with a hot take. <laughs> Th that That's hot. That's fairly <laughs> yeah. hot. And I just... I cannot comprehend it. I think I completely agree with you. I think Piastri and Lando is going to be a strong pairing. I know some people are doubting Piastri because of the pressure he's under, but I've said a few times, especially on Hot Takes Wednesday, I really think he is going to thrive. He is the one driver who could go into that seat and really pull something out of the bag and surprise us because he will adapt to anything. If he thinks it's an undrivable car, he'll make it drivable um, because he wants to impress and his whole career essentially depends on it. Mm. So... I, I agree that McLaren will be in a strong position driver-wise, but I don't think McLaren will win a Constructors in the predictable future. In like that reasonable amount of time, you can sort of see what's going to happen. McLaren don't even seem in it. I think Lando could be in it within a few years, but 
I don't know. I, I, I do question when we do these Hot Takes Wednesdays. I'm like, do people genuinely think this? It does seem like they have plucked a driver and said when they retires and plucked a team and said this person will like win a championship. It's very random, isn't it? It's like a random hot take generator. We could make that. Video the WTF, idea. The WTF1 hot... Absolutely. We're coming up with the content even whilst we're doing content. <laughs> this is top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a look at the poll so far. Uh, 71%. Uh, oh, it's just finished. There's a little trophy. Um, oh. 71% of people say one for that take. And okay. I'm surprised anyone has gone higher. One person has gone five. Very funny. Um, probably the person who sent the take in. But oh, I forgot to say who sent the take take in. I meant to do that, aren't I? Blake official, Blake official. Thank you for the take. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah. So where where are you putting it on the scale, Hannah? I think it's fairly clear. But I'm going to put it on a one. I'm also going to be putting it on a one. And in future, once the season starts, we're going to be looking at doing something called sub zero, which is where we oh. take everything. If chat agree, if we all agree, it's a one. Then we're going to stock them up. We're going to stock them up. And then at the end of the season, we're going to review how wrong we were. So, Oh, that's a this, great idea. If this were in next month, we would be coming back to review it. And whilst Lando was holding both trophies in his hands, <laughs> yeah. and we would look like idiots. But um, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Take number two. Each F1 race is better to watch at night slash early mornings in Australia than the Australian Grand Prix itself in the daytime. Each okay. F1 race is better to watch at night slash early mornings in Australia than the Australian GP itself in the daytime. Now, Hannah, if you could possibly break down what this means, I would appreciate that. I'm taking this as in Australia, it's better. Okay, this is how I took it. Forget about Australia. I'm not, Australia is great, but just for this instance. <laughs> Uh, I believe it's saying races are better at night or early than in the middle of the day. Okay. And what do you think about that? I completely agree. I think that having a race in the middle of the day... No, okay. Having a race at night is really fun because you can just chill. You've done all you need to do in the day. You can chill, relax, and then... You can just go straight to sleep afterwards. You don't have to worry about doing stuff for the rest of the day. Whereas if it's in the middle of the day, you're bound to be up to stuff. <laughs> what sort of stuff? Like, give some examples. What else could you be doing in the middle of the day? Um, going Five to things. church. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sunday. Or <laughs> at the gym. Or working. Okay, this these examples aren't the best, but, like, come on, give me something here. Okay. I mean... Just just to clarify for chat, I think we already have clarified, but the comments are coming in later. Basically, the idea that a race early in the morning or late at night is ideal. And I kind of get it. Because our I guess our equivalent in the UK would be Suzuka. Um, that was an early start. But I wouldn't say I particularly enjoyed it for that. Although equally it was just a race that was red flagged for about two hours, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. There is something, I like the event of it. You know, like if you, you're getting up early to do something, it always feels a bit yes. more rewarding. So I, I get that. I do get that. Late at night, I guess if it wasn't on a Sunday, yes. Because I'm not the sort of person who's going out on the town on a Saturday night. You would need 
friends to do that. <laughs> um, but if it was like a Saturday night, so isn't is Ve- no Vegas is Vegas happening Saturday night in the States? I can't uh, remember. Yes. Oh, that's a great question. I think it's I think it's Saturday night Vegas time, but I might be wrong on that. Okay, so that'd be early here. But it's it's just I like the idea of making F1 and a race feel like an occasion. And so often it yeah. does feel like I have things that clash or like I was, I'm asked to do something at like three o'clock on a Saturday. And most Saturdays, that's not possible. No, Sundays. I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> yes, it's Saturday night US time. Everyone says 10 p.m. Pacific. So what would that make it in the UK? Would that be about 4 a.m.? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Four, five, six-ish. Yeah. Okay, I've completely forgot to do a poll in the chat. I do realize that. Um, I got so carried away in trying to understand the question. I've got <laughs> to try and, and do that. But everyone everyone seems a bit all over the place on this one. What are you thinking rating-wise, Hannah, on this one? Um, I think this one, for me, is a four. I th- I agree that a race at night or in the morning is better. I think also I tend to be doing things late afternoon on a Sunday so for me I can never fully enjoy the podium or the post race because I'm getting ready to do something so just go to church yes yeah so I would put it out four because I completely agree and I agree with what you said in that making it a event makes it feel special and nice and I like it I I'm conflicted I think if every race of the season started at, oh no, people are going to hate me saying this because they're going to be like, this is the struggle we have. <laughs> I think if every race started at seven o'clock on a Sunday, I'd enjoy it in the morning. I might enjoy it more. In the morning? The whole getting up, just as sun sun is rising over the skyline of Manchester, the birds are singing. <laughs> like it's ice, it's quiet outside. There's no activity. Mm. I'm in my peaceful haven of Formula One. Obviously, these days it would be with a stream in front of me and talking to chat, which is going to ruin my whole experience. But I, I think I would be okay with that. Then you can you don't have a little strike nap. me as a morning person. Why would you say that? You, some people give off those vibes. What vibe do I give off generally? <laughs> what time? What time do you think I get up? No, like a like a late morning, but in a in a good way. <laughs> No, you are you are you are completely correct. But that's what makes I knew it I was. special. It's mm. like it, there was a time when I watched the Logan Paul and KSI fight because I'm apparently a sad fourteen Such a big year old. Fan. I paid money to watch that, and that was at like three or four in the morning, and it f- just feels like an occasion. But I guess mm. that would get very boring very quickly. Um, now, did you stay up for that, or did you sleep and wake up for that? Both how that's impossible <laughs> I, I had a, i may have had a little nap in between oh okay um, okay chat is sort of all over the place on this one um but i think the no absolutely not comment was me saying every race should be at 7 a.m um <laughs> but yeah I, I i would like more opportunities as a fan in the uk to get up early to watch a race i would like mm. that personally yeah i but agree let's move on shall we yeah i'll take number three um, this one comes in from Rudbud. Oh, I forgot to say the last one. Uh, oh, no, that was from Rudbud. The next one, hot take three, is from Michel Voss, 98. Thank you. Um, Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz in an Alpha Tauri would beat Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc in a Haas. That is Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz in an Alpha Tauri 
would beat Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc in a Haas. Right. Where do you start with that, Hannah? This is this is difficult because I feel like the hot take is comparing the drivers against each other, but it's hard to compare drivers when they're in different cars. So in terms of the drivers on their own, I mean, last season, Max beat Leclerc first and second, and Sainz beat Hamilton fifth and sixth, I think. So it's kind of like taking... I mean, Max and Carlos, out of the four of them, were the better drivers. So I suppose in that regards, they would make the stronger team. But then you have to factor in that they'll be in a Haas and Alpha Tauri. So they'll be in the midfield. And which one, out, like, are those drivers better at plowing through the field? Or are they better at building a gap up at the top? So, I mean, Lewis is good at plowing through the field just from experience last year I guess from what I've seen as is Max though so it's hard to compare the two and also them being in different cards is really difficult to say who would come out on top because you can't put them against each other because the cars come into that you see I, I see I, I very much see <laughs> um it's difficult because I my instinctive thought is Max Verstappen in any car gets points every race of the season without incidents and accidents and all that kind of thing. I, I think the same for Lewis. I think Lewis could do that. Charles Leclerc has been mentioned and I'm not going to talk about Charles Leclerc much today. Um, I've done plenty of that and it's not ended well for me on social media with people threatening to fight me. Um, <laughs> I, I think... You're putting the better pair of drivers overall in the better car in the Alpha Tauri there. I think Verstappen and Sainz are, as a collective, stronger than Hamilton and Leclerc because I think Max Verstappen is clear at the moment. I think Lewis is the second best driver on the grid currently. And I think I don't think there's a huge amount between Carlos and Charles. I know there was difference in strategy and all this last year. And Charles was the one who finished second, fair play to him. But like Sainz has just some rotten luck, um, especially when George Russell's involved or Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo. Um, and I, I just, the Alpha Tauri's a better car. I think potentially the Haas might be better than the Alpha Tauri in the coming season. That might be a hot take in itself. But either way, I imagine. These drivers in these cars, those teams would finish top five constructors. I would suggest that Max and Carlos in an Alpha Tauri, Lewis and Hamilton, Lewis and Charles in a Haas, all of them would be in top 10 of the drivers. That might be hot. Do you think that's hot? I do. And I think the take would be hotter if they swapped the teams around and put Lewis and Charles in the Alpha Tauri and. Carlos and Max in the Haas because then the slightly better drivers will have to beat the slightly less good drivers but in a worse car that was really hard to say it was like a tongue twister <laughs> I think I think the the whole amount of hypotheticals and different names in this has made it very <laughs> difficult to explain what I mean yeah yeah and I I, I think and the Alpha Tauri was just awful last year 
I'm I'm doubting myself now, but chat have gone with a four, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with chat because I always respect and I like your guys' opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with a four. Hannah, where are you going? I am also a four, but I want to know this: if okay, Lewis, this is a slightly separate thing. If Lewis and Max were on the same team, imagine them as teammates, okay, and they were in a kind of third place constructor. As teammates, do you think skill-wise they could bring that constructor to be P1 or 2 in the championship just based off the driving skill and not the car? No. And the reason is because Lewis was a P3 constructor this year and he didn't get a win. That's true. That's very true. I will say this might be controversial um, and people are (laughs) hearing aren't you the same guy who told Dre not to get bullied by chat. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I will say, I think that Max Verstappen in this year's Mercedes would have got a win. And that might be incredibly controversial. Get clipped and go on on Twitter. But I I just think he could have got a result out of anything last year. Not a win with every constructor, but I um would that have been no, I don't think he would have won consistently enough to get Mercedes to P1 this year. I don't know. Send it in for hot takes Wednesday next week, and I'll let someone. I will else make a Twitter it. account just to send in that hot take. A burner, and then throw mm-hmm. some abuse at us as well while you're at it. Oh yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> just add to it. Okay, cool. Let's move on to hot take number four, which is from Soundbrush. The next driver <laughs> to get their first win from a shenanigans-filled race will be Hulkenberg. I will repeat: the next driver to get their first win from a shenanigans-filled race will be Hulkenberg. My word. What do you think of that one? Well, you sound like you're going to disagree with that. But a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I would love this to happen. I would absolutely love this, but I'm not sure that it could. It definitely could, but I'm not sure if that's likely. I, it all depends on how quick the Hass is and if the Hass is going to be maybe four, five, or six in the constructors i think anything lower is very unlikely because that means that to win stuff has to go wrong in you know the five teams ahead of you which is just completely unlikely but i mean if has improve like they did from 2021 to 2022 again this season they could definitely be maybe like fifth or fourth no not maybe not fourth is pushing it but fifth or sixth in the constructors and i think that we've seen crazier things happen uh where someone from one of those teams has got a win i i feel like it has happened and i think it definitely is possible but then also you have to factor in the teammates so magnuson and hulkenberg if Haas is put in a situation where they can challenge for a win which one of those people will come out of, on top. And will it be Hulkenberg? I don't know. He's had a couple of years out. Magnussen is looking pretty strong. He got pole position last season. So I don't know. I mean, I would love love this to happen. So I'm like kind of biased in a way because I want it to happen so bad, but I don't think it will. I think, as you say, anything can happen in a Formula One race. And I personally would love to witness the race where this is even... I believe a slight um, likelihood because it means we've had one of the greatest Formula One races of all time. I, I, I'll, I'll take a different approach with this. Who else could potentially get their first win in the coming season? 
Lando is the obvious one for me. But then again, like I say, I think he'll be in a weaker McLaren, potentially. I think they'll be struggling. So maybe not him. You also include Piastri, sort of, if you're including Lando and McLaren, you've got to kind of include Piastri and McLaren, but obviously without the experience and Lando having nearly been there before and on the podium. Then Pierre Gasly has already got a win, so he's not no. eligible. <laughs> I was I was just going through all the drivers. I nearly said Ocon as well. Mm-hmm. So who is there? So Ocon's won one, Gasly's won one. Then it's, you've got Norris, Piastri hasn't won one. Aston Fernando's won one. Sonoda. Lance. Lance would be the next. <laughs> I think Lance Stroll, genuinely, this isn't a bit, I think he's way more likely to win a race than Hulkenberg is. The amount I've of looked... times you've said, this isn't a bit, before a sentence in the last month has been well, great. I feel like I've got to clarify now because everyone thinks I'm just constantly trying to take the mick if I compliment Aston Martin. <laughs> but yeah. I, I genuinely think they'll have a strong season. I don't, I don't think Lance will win a race this season. I think he's more likely than Nico. And it's very, as we've seen, it's very difficult for someone to get a surprise win at the moment. Like, mm. there wasn't one last year. I guess George kind of counts as a surprise win. Yeah. But I, I, I would have to go, as a rational, a rational human being, I have to go Lando being the most likely. And I can't, I can't see it being Nico. But like you say, I would love to see it. Like that'd be fantastic, and I would it would also put an end to these people who say, "Oh, why is he back in this morning? He never got on podium." <laughs> like he's much better than people give him credit for, but I don't think this take is it personally. But where are you? Where are you putting it, Hannah? Chat have gone with a solid. Oh, fifty percent have voted for one on this. What about you? Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say a two. I think it's extremely unlikely, but who knows what could happen? Weirder things have happened. So I'm going to put it at a two. Okay, I will go with a one. Um, I'm not just agreeing with chat. <laughs> Maybe this is something you get into the host seat and you feel like you've got to appease <laughs> people. Because to be fair, usually I'm not looking at chat. So mm. I don't have to take in their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. Hot take number five from Philliams. This will be Norris's final season at McLaren if they are still on the decline. I repeat... This will be Norris's final season at McLaren if they are still on the decline. Mm. What do you reckon? It is getting to the point where if McLaren still aren't fighting for the wins and fighting for the podiums like they have been, I suppose you could argue in 2021 uh, they were up there with, you know, getting podiums and all of that stuff. Last year wasn't as good. So if they are still not improving, it is the kind of time where Norris is going to have to start looking elsewhere because he's not going to want to be doing this for much longer. And the thing after that is he's so used to the McLaren car and being in that team that if he was to move to a different team, would his performances decrease and would he become not as good? Because, I mean, McLaren he is an asset to them and they are an asset to him. So it's hard to know how well he'll perform in a higher team like Red Bull or Mercedes, because I feel like those are the obvious teams that he would go to next. It would make sense unless another team start getting that third place in the championship more often that aren't McLaren. Um, 
So I feel like he's going to have to start looking because he is proven to got that pole position, didn't get that win, but pretty much could have done um, in that McLaren, which wasn't a top team. So it, you kind of only think, what can he possibly do? And I feel like a few more years at McLaren is is too much and it, it's too long without them being at the top end of the spectrum. What do you think? I... In my bold predictions um, podcast with Dre, um, I said that this would happen. I think that Lando Norris will leave McLaren at the end of this year, and I think he will go to Red Bull. Now, this okay. depends. This depends on a lot of factors, and a lot of strange things would need to happen. I'm just naturally a bold man, Hannah. I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> but I think into everyone and people in the chat are pointing out he's got a contract. As we've learned, contracts can be paid out. People have money in this game. Mm -hmm. That's not the end of the world. That's not the deal breaker. I think if he sees going backwards this year, he signed up for the project and he's been very loyal to that project, waiting for success to come. If we're getting closer and closer to 2026 with no changes to that, if anything, going backwards and falling down the grid, I would just hate to see Lando Norris wasted because he is, I think he's good enough to go into any team and win races, by which I mean Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. I think he would win races. I think he's a wonderful driver. And I feel like he could potentially be stuck in this hard place between loyalty and self-care and self-absorption, which I think he should just be going somewhere and getting these wins. Because he, I think he genuinely is one of the most talented drivers on the grid. And it would be such a shame. And... Loads of people have been talking about, oh, well, when Audi are a team, when they come in, um, that's Cider would want to bring him in. And I just think, like, why would he get involved with another project? We could potentially see his whole career wasted without wins, without many podiums. And he's mm -hmm. so much better than that. So I think my, my whole bold prediction was Perez leaves midway through the season. Then Ricardo comes in to take over. And then at the end of the year, Lando gets a seat. And in 2023? I, at the end of 2023. Okay. This is my prediction. And I know people think I'm an idiot for that. Um, some people in chat do. Um, but I, I, I can just see it happening. I can just see it happening. And I it's more out of wishful thinking. I just don't <laughs> want to see one of the best drivers we've got ruined by McLaren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what are you going to rate it, Hannah? Where are we going? I am going to rate it. Okay, what's the hot take again? Um, this will be Norris's final season at McLaren if they are still on the decline. Okay, this isn't... I I agree slightly, so I'm going to put it at A4. Interesting. I'm going fully five. I, I'm I, tempted I, to do that now. My, my only reason is I, I've got to stick up for my bold prediction because there's no point oh, in yeah. coming in here and like beating around the bush and being vague. I, I it, This is something I've been saying for months that I think this will happen. So I'm sticking with it. I'm going five. Uh, chat have gone with... Oh, I've lost the poll result. I don't know what they went with. <laughs> Did you go with a three, chat? Chat, you got to let us know. Not sure, but this is a podcast, so I, I'm going to stop talking to chat so much. <laughs> but yeah, you can all come back and rib me for that at the end of the season. That's absolutely fine. Um, now, on to our penultimate hot take for the day. It is hot take number six. This comes in from Carlife083007. There will not be a single midfield podium in the next two years, so 2023 and 2024. There will not be a single midfield podium in the next two years, 2023, 2024. 
Hmm. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, this I, I, one... sorry. I wrote poll slash in the chat. It was the wrong way around. I'm an idiot. Carry on. <laughs> um, I see where they're coming from with this hot take. I really do. Okay. So think about it. If you count midfield being like fourth constructed to number seven, right? That's around midfield. Um, last year, Mercedes finished in third place and they got just over 500 points. And then next in fourth place was Alpine, who got 173 points. That is a huge gap. It's a massive gap, especially compared to the top three. I mean, they weren't necessarily close, but it was way closer than 300 points. And because of that, I do see where they're coming from in that obviously Norris was the only person who got a podium in 2022 who wasn't in the top three but I do think that's very unusual and I don't think that it will continue to happen like that um so in a way I see where the logic is coming from this hot take but I don't think it's realistic because I do think that 2022 was a exceptionally boring season and it maybe possibly won't continue like that or I hope not anyway I'm sure we will hope that but I don't think it will either and so I do believe there to be you know, other teams getting wins and podiums in 2023 and 24 that are in the midfield. I do think that will happen. So I disagree with the hot take. And I guess this is kind of touching on a previous topic as earlier, but who do you think would we see on the podium apart from Nico Hulkenberg? Which, <laughs> um, who do you think is more likely to be getting into that maybe once, maybe twice? Well, definitely people like Gasly. I can see Fernando up there. The obvious one is Norris, but if Norris is getting on the podium, I do believe Piastri might as well. Um, we could see a Lance on the podium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, people like that, I think. Yeah. So I I completely agree. And I, I can see where the take is coming from. I can see the point. But one season of this, the top three teams consistently on the podium throughout the whole season, apart from Lando once. I think the fact that this season with such a divide between the teams, Lando got on, then it's going to get more and more likely. Teams are going to be catching up. I think, like like Hannah says, Alpine, I think are going to be pushing this year. I think they'll be pushing whoever falls behind out of the top three. Whoever's lagging behind, slightly behind. I think Ocon is a great driver, underrated massively. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned him as well. Oh, I knew you meant it. I could feel it. I could feel the <laughs> oh, presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see him getting a couple of podiums. And we're not talking wins here, remember. I think if the if the question was wins in the next two years, I'd be much more likely to agree with it. But podiums, that's three people. I don't know if anyone in chat knows that, but that's three people. And I just think in the next two years, something crazy will happen at some point. And that's in terms of a win, never mind in terms of just someone getting on the podium. So yeah, th this is a this is a one for me. I just can't see this happening. Me too. But, um, I completely agree. Um and chat have gone for a two. Slightly slightly less optimistic than us. Interesting. Okay. okay. But it's a very nice take. Thank you, Car Life 083007. Enjoyed that take. Shall we go to the final take of the episode? I think we should. Well, let's do exactly that then. This one comes in from SC Sutton 1, I assume. Ricardo will take Sergio Perez's seat next season and become world champion. No way. <laughs> Not on this planet. 
Right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for two ratings for you, just off the bat, Hannah. Mm. How likely do you think it is that Ricardo will take Perez's seat? I think it's a three out of five. How likely do you think it is that he would then win the world championship? Uh, one or zero, if I'm allowed. I mean, what I find absolutely baffling about this take. Just from the off. Sorry, I, I I know I've not let you elaborate, but it's just it's boiled my blood. I will Go come back it. to you. I will come back to you so strong. What you're saying? When is Ricardo going to be taken over? What point in the season where he could possibly win the championship? Like race one, is Perez <laughs> going to be gone? Like what is this take talking about? Sorry, Hannah. What do you reckon generally for this? Oh no, not at all. This is this cannot happen. I think. Okay, so I, I rated it out of three, saying that Ricardo could come into the seat. There's a slim chance that Ricardo could take Perez's space. Um, I think if Perez is challenging Max a bit too much, then Ricardo could come in. You, you guys have spoken about it on a previous hot take, so I won't elaborate too much on that. But if he does do that and Ricardo does replace him, Max is in his prime. He is winning. He's on, well, he's going to be fighting for his third championship now. And I do not think that Ricardo could come into that seat and beat Max. He hasn't been in a Red Bull for a long time. And if he comes in mid season, he's not going to have driven a F1 car at a Grand Prix for a long time. And it just doesn't make sense that he could just hop in and beat Max with half the races to go as well. I don't think this is likely at all. And this is the sort of take, I feel like we're giving it too much credit by like even giving reasoning. <laughs> but I, I will. I like personally, another one of my bold predictions, I do think Ricardo will take over from Perez next season. And it was even, I think there was a Mirror article today talking about that. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm setting trends. Because I was scoffed at the first time I said that. But I think Perez will drop off this year because the, when a car suits Max, it seemingly doesn't suit Checo. And Red Bull, I think, will be a constructors' fight this year with Mercedes. I think Mercedes will win that constructors' fight, and I think it will come to a point where every point dropped by Checo is more and more important to the point where Red Bull would just go, "You've let us down. Let's give Daniel a chance and just see mm -hmm. if it's any different." And I don't, I don't think it necessarily would be. I don't think Daniel would come in and potentially be an improvement on Checo at all. But I just I can see that happening in some way, even if it's three races from the end of the season. But to win a world championship and not be involved for like say you miss five or six races, there's pretty much no chance. There's pretty much no chance at all. And this take again is just silly. It's a silly take. It's hot. If we were on oh, the yeah. old scale, you'd be on a five, I think, or a spicy, whatever we were saying. But this is just ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And Hannah, could you please give me your strongest one, please? One. Okay. Now, now I'll give it a go. One. They're very, <laughs> very similar. Very similar, just probably an yeah. octave down. And, but yeah. and don't get me wrong. I would love to see Ricardo winning the championship. I think we all would. But it's just not realistic when Max is his teammate. And Daniel, I know you're a big fan. Please feel free to prove me wrong. Like, can you can you imagine the accusations of fixing that if this happened? Like <laughs> the talk of like, oh, everything is scripted just to make Drive to Survive good. They want the main character <laughs> back. Oh, someone's someone's done a, a thing that's made a thing appear on the screen. Well, this is a podcast, so I'm, I'll talk about that later. But I don't know what that was. 
Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, <laughs> well, th- we've gone through our first hot takes. Hannah, how have you found your first hot takes Wednesday? I've absolutely loved it. The pressure was there. The pressure was on, but I I plowed through. Couple of absolutely shocking takes. <laughs> absolutely shocking takes. And, I do and wonder confusing how... takes too. Yeah, I do wonder how these people get through day-to-day life if they genuinely think like this. But hey, you know, we're all different. We're all unique. Just be you. That's what makes you special. Um, so we're going to wrap things up. Thank you very much for listening. I have been Kieran. I have been Hannah. I'm just trying a new format for that. <laughs> and have a lovely day. Goodbye. <laughs>